the Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. This week, Governor Ron DeSantis announced his goal to increase Florida's base teacher salary to $47,500, a bump on average of nearly $10,000. His proposal came as a clear nod to repeated pleas to improve wages rather than simply offer one-time bonuses, though DeSantis didn't take the idea of bonuses completely off the table. If approved, he said, his plan would cost about $600 million and affect close to 100,000 teachers. DeSantis's call to put more than half a billion dollars into a proposal that teachers have long requested didn't win universal accolades, though. It instead was greeted with questions, doubts, and criticisms that it insulted veteran teachers who would see less experienced colleagues getting raises while they got none. Joining us today to talk about the governor's pay proposal and all of the concerns it generated is Rob Crete, president of the Hillsborough Classroom Teachers Association, the largest teacher union in the Tampa Bay area. Let's take a listen. Well, Rob Crete, I want to thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Well, thanks, Jeff. I'm happy to be here. I am really wanting to talk to you about this teacher salary proposal from the governor. It would have seemed like a slam dunk for the governor to say, I want to put $600 million into teacher salaries, hooray, and everybody be excited. But not everybody was excited. Can you give me some of your thoughts as to whether you were? Well, you know, we think the governor was taken back by the fact that everybody didn't immediately stand up and start cheering because it raised more questions than, you know, than anything. We, uh, we appreciate the fact that the, I would say, the state-level conversation is around teacher pay, and that's something that we as a local and state union and really educators across Florida have been banging the drum for for, I mean, the last 20 years, quite honestly. You know, it, it galls us that we're a top-five economy in the country, yet we're a bottom-five uh, state for actually funding our public schools. So that's always been frustrating. The concept of actually paying you know, teachers to recruit a, a minimum salary of forty-seven-five on the surface sounds great, but like I said, it really does beg a lot of questions. Well, one of the questions that immediately came to my mind was, can he even do that? Because I know that the state law gives the power to set salaries to school boards in collective bargaining with teacher union or, or representatives, because I guess they're not really unions. Did you ever think about that part? Is that part of the issue? Well, that's absolutely one of the questions that we have. I mean, we believe that the money should go to the BSA, our base student allocation. That's how much each district gets per student, per pupil. Now, you can look at the BSA, the base student allocation for any given state, and that's really where we find that Florida really lags behind. We are in the bottom five states for that. So we don't know what his plan really is with this money. He's basically come out and said, this is his plan. This is how he wants to recruit teachers. And, and I want to just reiterate, we are all for recruiting teachers. We believe that we need to fix the problem that we have. It's a silent strike out there. Teachers are leaving the field at a rate that we have not been able to replace them with. So the idea that we're going to do something to, to you know deal with that issue is a great thing. But once again, are we going to have local control? Will we have the ability to bargain with our school board on how this money should and can be spent for our students in our communities? And 
that that's really a question that has yet to be be answered. And then there was the point that many people raised that so you raise the salaries of people making less than forty seven five, but it takes teachers now fifteen to twenty years to get there. And say you're just a little bit over, what happens to them? Has have you heard from a lot of veteran teachers that this might be a concern for them? It's a real concern because I mean, quite honestly, when you begin teaching, it, it's well, the teaching is a very difficult multifaceted job any given day. And our teachers across the state and definitely in Hillsborough are working beyond the contract every day to meet the needs of the kids. I mean, working on their lesson plans, grading papers, this happens well before and after the hours that teachers are contracted to be at the schools. I mean, my wife is an elementary school teacher and there's not a night that goes by where she's not doing her homework, so to speak, you know, getting her lessons ready and, you know, making sure that she has everything that those kids are going to need the next day. So, we, when you learn in the first few years of teaching, it's even more challenging because you're kind of figuring it all out. You're figuring out how uh, how you want to actually operate within your classroom, how you're going to d- deliver the lessons, how you're going to deal with student management. So these teachers that are struggling and learning from often our veteran teachers could potentially be making the same amount of money. And we don't know if that actually exists in any other field where people are not compensated for the time and the experience that they bring into their job. And this issue with the, with the governor and, and trying to bring up that minimum salary could potentially create that problem. Well, what if it did? What do you think would be the next thing to happen? Or does he just need to come out and say, now here's my plan for veteran teachers? Well, I, I think that there needs to be a more comprehensive plan. So that way we're not just we're, we're not boxing out our, our veteran teachers and those that have dedicated their careers to helping kids in our communities across the state of Florida. So we haven't heard that yet. So there is real fear that there might be just this money that is set aside just for those, you know, to recruit people into the field with nothing left on the table for us. And over the past 20 years, we've learned as public educators to be highly skeptical of any anything that's coming out of Tallahassee. Well, I know that even if the governor says something like this, that the legislature has to approve it somehow. And the House leadership was not exactly warm and welcoming to this idea when it first came out. So did you wonder if this is even just ever going to happen or if it's just talk? And it might just be talk. We have the ability now to actually talk to our local lawmakers so that way we could express to them and, and make sure that they understand the questions that we have so that they could ask that of the governor. Um, but yeah, there are there is real concern about what we're doing for for this plan and and how they're you know how they're going to actually allocate that money because the governor by himself can't just do it. He can recommend it obviously, and with a Republican led legislature, there's probably a good chance that he's going to get what he wants. So we're trying to kind of uh, I guess walk that tightrope of, of talking to legislators to make sure that they know what what concerns that we have and be kind of cautious about what's coming out of the governor the governor's mansion. Do you ever worry, though, that this whole conversation about increasing teacher pay might fall flat with some people in your own community who might say, hey, teachers make a lot more money than I do, and they get even like some raises sometimes, and I haven't for a long time. So why all the fuss about teacher pay? What about me? And I I, I would absolutely understand that. But what we believe, and when we talk to the community, you know, Democrats, Republicans, independents, clearly in the state of Florida... Our citizens believe that public education needs to be funded appropriately, and part of that funding obviously goes towards teacher pay. And I would say that that was, you know, shown last election when we voted in our 
you know, have some sales tax here in in Hillsborough to make sure that we had the you know the capital needs for our schools, and throughout the state that um, these uh, referendums that were passed everywhere that they were put up for public education, citizens voted for them. So I believe that most of the public understands the need to have a, a high quality, fully funded public education, and I don't think we're going to get a lot of pushback in that regard. So then why not just have another local election and have the local people pay for what they want? So maybe Pinellas County wants to pay more for its teachers, as it already is doing, but maybe Hernando County, just around the corner, doesn't want to do that. And you know what? The, the legislature right now are creating laws to, to make that even more difficult to do locally. They want to have that control in Tallahassee. And an example of that is that now any kind of referendum that comes out, it's dictated by the legislature of that money must be shared with our charter schools. And ultimately, we believe will lead to uh, voucher schools being able to get some of that money as well. So they're even making the ability for the public to make decisions about public education more difficult. Well, if they had an election like that and they put forward, this money will be for public schools, charter schools, and voucher schools, if that's where it was going to go, then the public would have the ability to know that and vote that way then, wouldn't they? They would, and we would, we still have that local ability to do that. Now, what we would have to do would be uh, an increase towards millage, which is towards the property values and property taxes. And is that a bad thing? Not necessarily, but we're not sure about the appetite of, of our, you know, local communities of exactly raising their property taxes for something that most citizens believe should be funded. And there's plenty of money in Tallahassee to fund it appropriately coming down from uh, the legislature. So that's where we think that the rubber hits the road. We know that there's money in this state, like I've already mentioned, and we just feel like it's not being appropriated uh, appropriately. Do you think that school districts could do something too, like maybe change the way that they focus their spending as well? Because I've heard some people say, you know, they get a percentage increase every year, especially big growing districts. And, and you know, how is it really being spent? Is it being spent on teachers or is it being spent on other maybe less necessary things? Well, I think each district has, um, the, we should look at every single district and how exactly they are spending money. And there is some value in recognizing that maybe we have too much, I would maybe call it middle management, but I think that that is not the major concern and the major issue. Most of the money that we spend in for public schools goes towards maintaining our buildings, building buildings, because, for example, in Hillsborough, we're just bursting at the seams in the south part of our county, and we can't build schools fast enough right now. So we have to maintain our schools, we need to pay for the electricity, and then, of course, we need to pay for the salaries of all of our employees because we are a people-based, quote-unquote, business in helping, uh, you know, helping kids learn. What do you see as the next steps in this process, then? The governor has made a statement. There's been lots of questions raised. Um, does he need to answer them first? Do, do the lawmakers need to weigh in? Or do school boards, perhaps, need to mount some sort of campaign to say, this is what we want? And I think it, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think it's a... a a multifaceted answer because I think school boards are going to start talking to the legislature, public school teachers, the local unions, the state union, the FEA is talking to lawmakers to make sure that they understand the concerns that we have about any potential plan. It's really difficult to comment, and that's what we're talking about, a plan that really we don't know anything about other than he wants to spend $600 million to bring up the first-year teacher salary to 47500 So, it, you know, in a vacuum, that sounds great, but there are a 
reverberating consequences to that that we need to look at in terms of how people are actually paid appropriately. So then it's just basically time to get past the bumper sticker conversation and go all the way and see what is going to be on the paperwork and go from there. Absolutely. And we're hoping that it's not going to manifest itself in some sort of bonus scheme, which comes from the legislature often. You know, they have this idea that teachers work harder when they're motivated by some sort of bonus of $1,000. And I can tell you, as a guy that's worked in public schools for well over 20 years, we're busting our tails for the kids, regardless of the grade of the school, regardless of the bonuses and the carrots that they dangle. These kids depend on us to teach them. They want to be taught. I mean, it's an it's really hard to, to, to fathom the idea that I'm going to make a better lesson because I am being incentivized by some sort of bonus scheme. So we're really concerned about that, and we're hoping that it's really going to be money that's going to be funneled to our locals through the base student allocation so that way we can decide locally how to spend that money to help and you know meet the needs of the kids. Well, I mean, I have to look at, say, the Florida recognition funds that they give to the schools. And it, yeah, it's based on school grades and everything. But when, when the money goes to those schools, I've seen so often teachers are willing to take the money with a 45% tax right, uh, tax cost because of it's a bonus to them as opposed to use all the money for improving, say, supplies at the school. That happens so often. And, and I just wonder, you know, will people think in their own self interest or will they think in that best interest of the schools and the students the way that you say? Well, I, I would tell you that I don't think it, it's um, it's done quite that way at all school sites because the, the money is dedicated to schools that are already doing well, by the way, so we have a problem with that. But in the schools that I've been to, there is a part where we've designated money for teachers and our ESPs and those that actually do all of the work from, the, from those that serve the lunches and drive the kids to school. We make sure that everybody gets a monetary bonus. But we've also made sure that some of the money stays in the school to deal with, to, you know, improving our technology and getting the supplies that some of those kids need. So, and that is that's part of the, the law where the school decides how to spend their A plus money. Uh, the problem that we have is that we're we're giving money to schools that are already doing well, whereas schools that are you know struggling, we're actually depriving them of this money, which just seems backwards to us. Okay, I don't want to get too far afield on, on recognition funds. It was more just the idea of, you know, when you get a bonus offer versus some other things, how it gets used and what people think about. Because it looks like the legislature and the governor still like bonuses, and they probably will still exist in some form. Would you be opposed to that? Because people sure did jump at best and brightest as they criticized it. Well, I, I mean, just because teachers are actually taking the, uh, the opportunity to make that extra money based upon an SAT score that they might have had from 25 years ago, I don't think that that means that we full, full-heartedly support that. Um, I think it's when they put money on the table, we, we recognize it's a scheme, but we're still going to take that money when it's offered. Uh, we, would, we, we kind of laughed and chuckled about the, the value of my SAT score deciding of how effective I could be in the classroom. Uh, that also seems backwards. Um, but with the salaries that we've had and the amount of money that teachers make in the hours that they do, no, I don't think we could begrudge them for taking the money when it's offered by the state. But we do think that the, the Commission of Education is a big fan of these bonus schemes, and we expect them to continue. And if they do, in addition to the bonus that you're looking at, uh, salary structure, would that all be okay? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I we and personally, I, I'm always against the bonus schemes because we believe that the money should go towards salaries because that even helps teachers to plan their um, 
their budget for a year. What happens, these bonus schemes come come around and they're, they're changed up every year. Best and the Brightest was changed two years ago. It was changed for this year. And now we're being told it won't even be around next year. So you had some teachers that were making a few thousand dollars extra two years ago, maybe a few thousand dollars extra last year, or maybe not, and with no promise of getting it again. So it makes it very difficult for working families to actually budget based upon these. So we expect them to happen. We will, uh, we will always adjust based upon that, but we always have to remind teachers that this is not money that you can count on beyond this school year because the shell game continues and changes up every single year. Well, I really appreciate you talking with me about all of these issues which t- tie together so, so much that it's kind of hard to separate one from the other. Sorry for veering here and there. Uh, no, I'm happy to do it. And I hope that we get a chance to talk again about this as it moves forward and we learn more details. I hope you'll come back. Anytime. That's the end of our conversation and the end of our podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook, where you can find our post on this podcast and you can write your comments right underneath. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. To keep up on the latest in Florida education breaking news, keep reading our blog, The Gradebook, at tampabay.com slash gradebook. Have any thoughts about this podcast? Want to hear something different or... Want us to not talk about anything anymore? Send me a note, jsolacek at tampabay.com. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks so much for listening.